Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Connie Teeson. On this episode, we chat with Nails Mahoney, a veteran of radio on both sides of the pond, including stations in Vancouver and Toronto. Mahoney now runs talent coaching business On Air Coach with partner Tracy Lee. On Air Coach is behind the Radio Star International Talent Competition, which now in its fourth year is helping propel young radio talent into their dream jobs. If you're looking for performance advice or you're among those who find themselves looking for work in the current radio landscape, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Nails Mahoney. I um, run a company called On Air Coach, along with my partner, Tracy Lee. And we've been doing that since about 2007. Uh, the word coach has been bandied about a lot. I'll, I'll get to why we chose coach in a minute. I've been in radio for about 400 years, it feels like. Got into it in the late 80s in Dublin and Ireland. Uh, my first legit gig, believe it or not, was a breakfast show. And it was the number one show in the country for a few years. Then I moved on to national radio in Ireland with RTE, which is the... Uh, the equivalent of CBC, hosting a, a top 40 kind of show there and an oldies show as well. I was 22 years old doing oldies, but fake it till you make it, that kind of situation. Moved to Vancouver in 1990, worked for the legendary CKLG, LG 73, just near the end of its pomp. So that was good timing. But I worked with people like Howie the Hitman Kogan and uh, Darren B. Lamb, who was known as Skywalker back then some legendary people in that station moved around a little bit in Vancouver to JRFM first time ever and last time doing country music did that for three years with Gordino as program director Um, Z95.3 did did, uh, some stuff there along with Sea Isle their sister station on AM spent the best part of 10 years in Vancouver moved back to the UK then to work for Atlantic 252 which was a national CHR station uh, broadcasting all across the UK and Northern Europe uh, it was nice to be able to say you had an AQH of 245,000 people. Nothing to do with me, it was just the size of the station, but it was, it was a boast at the time. Um, then moved back to Canada, did a little bit more in Vancouver before joining 98FM in Dublin. Spent eight years as the afternoon drive host there. That was the number one show. I'm not tooting my horn there, just, you know, facts are facts. So I was delighted with, with that for eight years. Uh, left there, moved to, to National Radio, Today FM in Ireland before 4FM, also in Ireland, another the national station did drive there. And then Q107 Toronto was the last real full-time gig from 2014 to 16, working under Blair Bartram as program director. Learned more from Blair in, in two years than I would have in 10 years if I'd stayed anywhere else. And then came back from Toronto, uh, kept the coaching up, started coaching in 2007, as I said, kept that up, and that's become the full-time gig since 2007 really Um, we coach all levels from people who've never been in radio before and want to get into radio to the veterans who just want to uh, be a bit better or just want to talk a lot of people just want to talk about what they do and that's cool as well we we get hired by some stations to uh, look after their on-air staff which is always a great thrill geez that's a that's a great thrill and an honor to look after other people's staff to be to be asked to uh, try and make a station better is incredible Uh, Our passion is radio presentation. That's all we do. We only talk to radio presenters. Nobody else. Not that we don't like them. It's just that's our our thing. That's what we know best. Uh, Tracy, my my partner, has worked in national radio in Ireland, uh, the UK and Malta as well, uh, which is where we're based right now. And that's the two-minute or thereabouts synopsis of my career to date. 
Uh, take out stand-up comedy and TV in there as well. If you want, I can mention that. But, you know, who wants to know about that? <laughs> so <laughs> what made you want to get into Canadian radio all those years ago? Uh, my, my former wife, Paula, was is a Canadian citizen. And uh, we met in 1987. And I'd always wanted to do North American radio. I mean... It might sound a little silly. If you've never been to Ireland, you might think, what's Irish radio like? Begob and Begara, Bejakers, is it just diddly-eye music? But it's the same as any other country. You know, it's commercial, it's competitive. It's one of the more competitive markets in Europe, uh, the Irish market, Dublin especially, the capital. But I always wanted to do a bit more. So when I got into RTE, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, this is it. This is as far as I could go here. I, I, ew, okay, do I do this for the next 20 years or do I keep trying? And a young guy in his 20s, you want to keep trying, right? So... Uh, Canada popped its head up. I was all on for it. So off we went. So let's talk about Radio Star. This is basically Mm. Star Search for Radio. How did you determine that that was something that was missing in the industry? First time we came uh, upon the idea was Tracy, my partner, who came up with the idea because we, we were getting a lot of input from presenters who were saying, I send out my demo, I send out my resume, I send out my cover letters, and I never hear back from anybody. It's really hard to get heard by programmers. And that was a big problem. Still is, but that was a big problem. So we thought, all right, is there any way we can get programmers to listen to these people? Just to get them to listen to it. So the idea was, well, why don't we start a competition to see how it goes? Uh, The first year, 2018, was it 2018? 2018 was the first year. It it started off slowly, you know, because it was brand new. Nobody really knew what we were talking about. And uh, But our first winner was a guy in England called Andy Thompson. And Andy got his very first gig ever on the air from that contest. And we thought, okay, that's got a bit of legs. We'll try it again in 2019. 2019, it took off. So we were delighted with that. Last year was ridiculous. We got like half a million online votes when we opened it up. We got like over a million hits on the website from people voting and and, and looking into it. We've got judges uh, from all over the world, lots of great Canadian judges like, like Blair and like Tracy Johnson and Fred Jacobs, these type of people on board. So really in the last two years took off and it's become a great place for presenters to be heard. Not necessarily to win. I mean, if you win, it's nice, right? Winning anything is nice. But what it does, if you get into the top 10 of Radio Star, you're guaranteed to be heard by some of these top programmers and consultants around the world. And you can't buy that. You just that It's nearly impossible to get that kind of feedback now. So that's what a lot of people are getting into it for, the feedback. And that's fair enough. I, I totally understand that. Creative people love feedback, right? We all have to be told what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, where we can be better. And it's a really great platform for that. If you win it, it's even better. So this is global. Tell us who the people are who are entering. Okay, so last year we had primarily UK, Canada, US, uh, a couple of Australians. Uh, We had Trinidad and Tobago. There was a great guy, Andrew Bowen from Trinidad, who got into the top 10. He was awesome. So they're the markets, English speaking mostly, a few from the Gulf, a few from like Dubai, Abu Dhabi, those types of places. But they're the main markets. And they come from all levels, from people who've literally never been on air before to people who are working daily and just looking to maybe get a bit more recognition, get a bit more feedback. I mean, put it this way, if it was just us who were, were judging, then, you know, that's nice and everything to be in the competition. But when you're getting feedback from these top people from around the world. Our judges came from Australia, Japan, Canada, the US, uh, Sri Lanka, South Africa, as well as all across Europe and North America. So it was a very diverse bunch. And we did that on purpose just to see 
how people's styles went down in different parts of the world. So you, you don't just get input from your own market or where you're aiming for. You get it from everywhere, which is kind of exciting as well. So is a lot of this talent announcers who are already working maybe in small or medium markets, or are they people looking to get into the business? Yeah, a bit of both. We've had people in small markets. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, of course. I mean, people who are working, uh, you know, mornings on top 40 markets or top 10 markets or, or the top market in the country probably won't apply for it. And why not? Because they've reached where they want to get to. So what we open it up to and what we suggest for people is if you have an ambition and you want that little extra kick, you want that extra bit of feedback, you want that extra bit of little push, then yeah, this is perfect for it. I mean, our winner last year, Alice, Alice Vickery from the UK, Alice came to us for coaching last year. And all Alice had really done was a bit of community radio, local radio in Australia when she was there, and then a podcast. So that was that was her total, some some total of her experience. So Alice went through the routes. We have challenges. I mean, it's, it's like any other talent contest. We give challenges and we hand them out and you've got to, you've got to meet these challenges and, and you get rated on them by the judges. Alice eventually won the competition. Her ambition was to work for BBC Radio. And because of that, she got a job in BBC Radio. So that's the kind of thing it's doing now. Uh, that, and that's why we love it. That's why we're doing it again this year. We, we do it for free. We're not making any money out of this unless we can get a sponsor, which would be amazing in COVID, wouldn't it? I, but we're doing it because... We just get driven by it. You know, have you ever done something and you just get so excited by it and all consumed by it? That's what it is for us right now. That's what Radio Star is. We actually look forward to it. When, it, when it's not happening, we're kind of a bit lost. Now that it's coming back, we're kind of going, yes, here we go. Let's go. Let's, and we're excited to see who's, who we'll hear. It's very exciting to get the, the new audio coming in and just click and play on an MP3 and going, who is this person? And, and, this, and when they're great, it's, it's just phenomenal. It really is phenomenal. Sometimes I think it's hard for veterans to remember that feeling of wanting to crack into the business. Tell me about what that appeal is now. Yeah for someone, someone young, because that's a different generation. And, you know, radio is just one of the things among TikTok and Twitch and all of these new platforms. Yeah. And, and you're, you're spot on. Of course it is. And they have a choice now. Um, it, it's not just, I got into radio because I like to entertain. And radio at the time for me in the late 80s, was the place to be. You could, I couldn't get into TV straight off the bat. No one's going to hire me. Some kid who wants to be on TV, it's not going to happen. Radio, I could get into. So that's why I chose radio. If, if I was in my 20s now, I, I would be on TikTok. I'd, be, I'd have my YouTube channel. I'd be doing everything that I could to entertain on whatever platform I can. Radio is just another platform now. Yeah, absolutely, 100% right. But what radio does and what, what people realize after we speak with them, people who've never done radio before, what they realize is, it's got a certain magic to it. It's like being an, a, a movie actor. You know, you often hear movie actors say they prefer the stage. They like to be on stage. They like the live audience when we can get live audiences. They like that. And radio's a bit like that in that it's seat of your pants stuff. Uh, it's live for the most part. And it's just there's an adrenaline with radio that once these people find it, they realize they can't get that on TikTok. They can't get it on Twitch. Even though they have an audience and they're in front of a camera, there's something about radio, this theater of the mind, it's the old classics. I mean, it's all the stuff we've talked about all our lives. Theater of the mind, speaking to one person, all the basics. They have a certain magic. And when, when you tap into that, 
And still, when people tap into that, because we're human beings, right? Human beings haven't changed. Technology has. But human beings haven't changed. We still love what we love. And we still like to speak about what we speak about. And, and we enjoy what we enjoy. That has never changed. So what the mediums have changed and the tech has. The passion is still there. And once you tap into that, people realize what radio can do for them. And it is for them. Ultimately, that's why you, why you do it, right? You do it, first of all, because you enjoy it. And then you learn, oh, there's an audience that I can, I can, I can deal with here and I can entertain here. Or I, can, I can share my passion for music or my knowledge about whatever I'm knowledgeable about with them. And then you can talk about that on your Twitter and your, or whatever other platform you want to do. So it's just another platform. But it slots in beautifully. And I think that's radio's thing. If we, if we can, as, a, as an industry, and I, I don't like using the word industry because radio is just a bunch of people who do the same thing, but we have to call it something. So let's call us an industry. As an industry, when we embrace all these other platforms instead of ignoring them, then it's beautiful, but not to the detriment of radio. Let's see, here a lot of radio stations and the on-air talk breaks suffer because we're too busy promoting bloody TikTok and Twitch. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter. The audio, there was a man we, we dealt with in, in uh, we did a conference in Paris a couple of years ago called Philippe Chapeau. And Philippe was a very clever man. He said, video follows audio. And his point being, you make the audio first and the video will follow. And I thought that was a very good point. And that's something that we hold ourselves true to. You will, you will get the video. You'll get the pictures when you create the audio. And that's, a, that's why we try to tell people who are starting out, and that's, when we're coaching people, that's what we say to them. There has been some discussion over the past few years about whether the future of entertaining radio is recruiting some of this talent from these other platforms. Mm. If you're a radio announcer somewhere, should you be worried? Well, you can be. You can sit there and worry all you like, but you can worry about the, the price of milk if you want. I mean, there's a, there's a billion things you can, you can spend your time worrying about. Or you can try and do something about it. I mean, if you're new to the industry and you're, and you're, and, or, or you're relatively new and you're thinking, you know, am I going to get bumped for somebody else? Then be better. Just be better. I mean, right now we listen to a, we're listening to um, a station in Melbourne in Australia, the morning show there, Jason PJ, and they are bloody awesome. They're, it's a man and a woman. They've they've a third person in the studio, the producer, and their content. It's long. It's, I mean, it's a six, seven, eight minute long talk breaks. And it's a morning show. So they're doing their thing. But they, they speak about life and they speak about what their listeners are speaking about. Nothing earth shattering, you know, food, movies, TV, but it's the chemistry that they bring with them. And that would, that's what I would say. If you have chemistry with your listener, have chemistry with your co-host, learn how to do that. Podcasters are great. Podcasts is a ready made uh, chemistry laboratory, if you want. For learning your craft and learning what works, and when you can bring that to the radio, then everybody wins. You can like worry is a is a thing that we all do, and we can get carried away with it. I'm a big believer in yeah, take the worry. But if you snap your fingers and just change that thought, if you think well, there's no jobs, if you, if you just think well, there are bloody jobs, and I can get one. Then go and get one. I mean, we helped people last year get jobs when everybody told us. Literally, we got a phone call once saying, you know what, 2020, I guess you guys are going to hit the wall now. Nobody's going to be trying to look for work in radio because it's shutting down. We got more people, more jobs last year than since 2007. The place just took off. We got program directing jobs, presenting jobs. They're out there, but you have to have the right mindset and you have to believe you can do it. 
Troy Scott, uh, who's now at C- uh, CHFI in Toronto, was a, a great influence on me a couple of years ago when he, he wrote for our, our newsletter. We send out a newsletter every week called Presenter Weekly. And he said, you can send a demo, you can send a resume to a PD, but if you follow it up with a phone call, he said, personally, he said, I will take that call and I will listen to you. And I will talk to you because you had the nerve to do it. You had the balls to do that. And I thought that was a great, great thing to say because it's taking action for yourself rather than just doing what everybody else does, i.e. I'll send everything in and then I'll keep checking my emails and keep refreshing my Gmail to see if I got a reply. Instead of that, take the bull by the horns and phone them and call them and say, hello, it's me. Did you get my stuff? And that's the kind of thing you need to do now. Just be proactive and go out there and get what you want. You might have to start low. Of course you do. Maybe you're making the coffee in the, in the building, but you're in the building. And that's the main thing. Those, those things haven't changed in the, all, all the years. We have had a lot of job losses in Canadian broadcasting recently, some related to the pandemic, some related to a shift towards streamlining and a move away from investment in traditional radio and television. What's the landscape like for the stations you're consulting for? I'd say 70% of what we do is personal coaching. So 70% of the people we speak to come to us personally, individually, uh, and say, I need to work on this, I need help with this, whatever. The stations that come to us, a majority of them are in the UK, uh, with some in Ireland, and what they do, we have a couple still in Canada. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking over to Tracy here. We have a couple, she's in the booth next door to me. <laughs> we have a couple still in Canada. The Canadian ones are, because they've hired us, they don't have a problem. They're doing their thing. A lot of their stuff is VT'd at the moment. But in, in, over in Europe and on this side of the world, there's been consolidation in, with a lot of these companies like Bauer and, um, and Wireless and, 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 and national companies. But what's happened in the UK now is all of a sudden a lot of micro local stations are popping up all over the place to battle the nationals. And really what it's done is in the UK, it has reinvented local radio, which is a beautiful thing because radio, as we've always been told, was beaten into me as as, as a young pup, stay local. Even when you're on national, stay local, be as local as you can. So for a lot of these stations, that's working for them really well. So they're coming to us with basically to, 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 to hire up the presenters and, and to train them up and get them, get them ready to, to, to keep an eye on them and just to, to, to focus on what's important to them. Again, I know there were a lot of layoffs. I saw that with the Bell, Bell layoffs recently in Canada. What we say to people always is you can focus on that if you want. Knock yourself out. You can focus on all the people who've been fired or you can just realize that's their story, not yours. You just get on with your life. I've been fired Three times, three, yeah, three official times I've been fired in my 30 or so years, which isn't, isn't a bad track record. Not exactly, it's never a nice thing, right? I've been fired, but it's not, the, it's not the worst track record in the world. But guess what? I'm still alive. There's still food in the cupboard. We still have a roof over my head. We're still here. Reinvent yourself. Find a new way to, to stay in the industry. Find, find your angle. And if, if on air is your passion, do something new. Do something different. Do something you never heard before. If, if everybody is doing the five songs in a row, that was, this is, and hope you're feeling well this afternoon kind of talk breaks, do something different and let the program directors hear that and be proactive and go out and get a job. Anytime I went for a job on spec in the past, I, I was always told, like every radio presenter, we don't have anything at the moment. Sorry, we'd love to hire you, but we don't have anything at the moment. Thanks for your, your demo. We're just not hiring right now. But eventually, stations will hire, and you want to be that guy that they hire, that girl that they hire. You want to be that person. It's, it's a mindset, Connie. I, I believe it's a mindset. 
what what would your advice be to those who maybe have been laid off or furloughed and are looking to stay positive? First of all, mourn, mourn your loss. Don't don't be big and brave and brash and hey me, I don't care. Blah blah blah. Mourn it, mourn what's gone, what's what what you what's been taken away from you because it's gut wrenching. I've had those uh, those conversations uh, where they say, hey, great show, can we have a, a quick chat in the office? And ten minutes later, you're out in the street and you just got punched in the gut. I've had that happen twice, and it's horrendous. So mourn that, and then and, and then accept it, and then. Decide what it is you want to do. Do you still want to do radio? Do you still want to put yourself through potential heartache and potential glory? Do you still want that? And if you really, really, really want that, then make a plan. Make a plan to do something about it. I mean, there's no shame in saying, listen, I've had a good run. I've had 10 years, 8 years, 15 years. There's no shame in saying, I think I'll try something else. That's okay. But also, there are no medals handed out for saying I'm sticking with radio. Nobody's going to high five you and say, we love you. You've got to go out there and do it for you because no one's going to hand it to you. But mourn, first of all, and be sad and do whatever you have to do and and bitch about the the industry if you want to. Do whatever it takes to get you revved up again. Read a couple of motivational books, whatever you need to do. Meditate, you know, walk the dog, whatever it is that, that gets you through the day. Keep doing that. And then when you're ready, go and talk to somebody about this. It doesn't have to be anybody like us. It doesn't have to be a coach. I'm not banging the drum for coaches here. But if you want to hire a coach, hire a coach. If you want to talk to a PD that you get on with and look for advice, talk to a former PD and ask them for advice. And then network like a lunatic. Network like crazy. Get all of your contacts and say hello to them all. One of our big things, Connie, is right now we always say to people, if you're in the middle of a gig right now, if you're working, network stay networking because the day will come hope possibly when you will need those people again so stay with all these people on linkedin own linkedin linkedin is your best directory it is your greatest directory own linkedin be positive and proactive on linkedin don't don't spam them or stalk them but just keep those relationships going because if you ever need them then one day they'll be there for you instead of just popping up out of the blue after three years going, hey, remember me? I'm looking for a gig. That doesn't work. So for each individual, it's different. But if you want it, then now more than ever, you have to work at it. But also, if you want to, you can start up a Twitch channel. Like you you said, you can start up a YouTube channel. You may only get 10 views, but hey, so what? You're there. One of the reasons we send out a newsletter is because it shows we're there. If we send out 2,000, 3,000 newsletters a week and 1,000 people open it and 2,000 don't, it's not a big deal because what it means is 2,000 people have also seen our, our name pop up in their email. They may not open the email, but they see our name, so they know we're still active. And that's all it is. Make, let the industry know that you're still active. So for those listening, tell us how you get involved with Radio Star if you're interested in being part of your global talent search. I was hoping you'd get to that. Uh, it's on the website, onaircoach.net, onaircoach.net. And there's a tab there that says Radio Star. And there are three sections to it. Uh, there's a boot camp. We're holding a boot camp. The reason we're holding a boot camp this year is because over the last few years, people have asked us, well, what do I do? Is there anything I need to know especially? So we decided to hold some boot camps to, um, to explain what it's all about. You don't have to do the boot camp. You can just enter. Um, 
right now we're just in the early stages of Radio Star, but they can email us as well and uh, find out more. If anybody wants to email us just to say hello and ask about Radio Star, we're always we're always there. We don't charge for emails. Uh, one of the things we need to do is charge. We, we, we hardly, we hardly, we're ridiculous for that. But you can email us on our Gmail is the easiest thing, onaircoach at gmail.com. We have, a, we have our, our website address, but I'm always on Gmail. I just prefer it. So that's, a, that's an easy way to get in touch with us. But what I would suggest now, if you're thinking about joining Radio Star and entering the competition, get working on your audio. Just have a, have a listen around. We all have audio. That, that, you know, we all have those few bits that we've, we've done over the, the last year or so that we think are, are worth it for the demo. Grab your demo. Have a listen to it. Is it good enough? And just, just, just start thinking about it because, like I said, some of these judges are, are some of the top people in the industry. And they, they're like us and like you. They're waiting to hear great. They want to hear great. And if you can hear great and if you can send them great, then... Who knows? And that's all it is. It's a who knows scenario. I mean, Ethan Van Vals was our winner in 2019. And Ethan was working in Camrose, Alberta. And he was doing really nicely. But Ethan's ambition was to work in Edmonton. He loves Edmonton. He's on uh, CISN, Kissing Country, now doing Drive in Edmonton. Is it because of Radio Star? Not directly. Did it help? Yeah. He says it helped. So that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for that push that helps you get whatever it is you feel you want to do. We always ask people, what's your ultimate ambition? And they usually say something halfway. They'll say, oh, I wouldn't mind doing middays in a mid, mid-sized market. And we say, is that your ultimate ambition? And they say, well, no. And kind of bashfully, they'll say, well, I'd like to be, you know, mornings on Z100 New York. And we go, okay, there you go. Now we're talking. Ultimate ambition. What's your ultimate ambition? Use this as a step to get there. And that's all it is. It's a step but it's a big step and it's a really great step if you can. So get the demo ready. That's what I'd say. And email us. If you want to talk to us, just email us. We always answer back. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, yeah, that, that's where we live most of the time. Oh, LinkedIn as well, of course. I'm a big, I always bang the drum for LinkedIn because that's where the grown ups live and we look very important when we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> is there a thought you want to close on? Look, radio is still a great, great industry. Yeah, there are layoffs. Of course, there's always been layoffs. And now there's, yeah, there's more than ever. We get that. We all go through cycles. Everything goes through cycles. If you feel that you have something to share, if you feel there's an audience for that and you want to share that, then I believe, and I know Tracy will back me up on this, we believe it's your duty to yourself to explore that. Not necessarily to go anywhere to do anything with it, but explore, first of all. And once you start exploring it, then... See where it takes you. And if it takes you another step further, then maybe you're onto something. And if you're in a gig right now and you're worried about your job, if you've had a hint that there may be something happening down the line, network. Start networking with people. Look, we're, as I say, we're, we're an industry, but we're just individuals all working the same thing. We all love radio. We all do it to keep a roof over our head and to pay the bills. But we all do it because we love it. So if you love it, stick with it. And do yourself the honor of looking out for what it is you believe you want to be. And don't compromise yourself. And if you've given it everything you have and you still feel it, keep going. Talk to people. Talk to people that you trust and get their input on what you're doing. But if you're creative, it's very hard to stop creating. Very hard. But radio is a great industry. It'll never not be a great industry. It's the same industry it was 50 years ago. It's the same thing as one person talking to one other person. That's all it is. Radio isn't very difficult. We've made it hard, but it's not a difficult concept. Just break it down and do what you do and be individual. Just be yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an immense pleasure. 
Oh, my pleasure as well, Connie. Thanks for having me on. listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.